the one that is beyond head and shoulder above everything is delta tocotrienol. In cancer, in metabolic syndrome, in dyslipidemia, in people with fatty liver disease, in prediabetes. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and Czech movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to episode 172 of the Biohacker Babes. I'm Renee and I'm tuning in with my sister Lauren today. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. How's it going? Uh, it's a rainy day here, so that's Food. all. <laughs> but the leaves are changing. They're yellow. They're a little Fall. bit orange. Yes. That's exciting. Yeah. It's the uh, only thing that makes me feel better when it gets colder. I'm like, oh, but the leaves are pretty. <laughs> it's worth it for the fall season. Yeah. I, I hung my orange pumpkin lights yesterday, even though it's 90 degrees here. Okay. Cute. I know you can't help yourself with your Halloween decorations. It's my favorite time of year. Well, actually, by the time this comes out, Halloween will be over, but uh, all right. pumpkins. pumpkin season. All right. We have a guest for you today. We have Dr. Barry Tan, and I'm just going to tell you now, he is one of my favorite speakers that I have ever heard. Mm-hmm. Ever. Same, same, same. <laughs> I, I, I won't spoiled too much of this. I'll share it in the beginning of the episode, but I've been following him for 10 years and he's one of those speakers that anytime he's at a conference I'm at, he's on the list. I have to go hear him live because he just, the knowledge that just spells out of his mouth, it, it's mind blowing. I mean, he can just name any research paper from any year in the last 50 years on the topic. It's just, it literally just blows my mind. So we are so happy to bring him to you all today. We are going to be talking about vitamin E primarily. I think you're going to be pretty surprised to hear how much vitamin E supports so many facets of health. I mean, cardiovascular health, cancer, anything that's involved with metabolic syndrome, inflammation, oxidative stress, even weight loss. I mean, it's just, it's such a wide array of health benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, where do I begin? Right? Like speechless <laughs> just, after this. Speechless. <laughs> He's just endless, endless, endless. Can explain anything. Has so many studies. And I mean, even beyond my head being blown off and being so um, impressed with his work and this compound, he's just incredibly humble and so gracious and so fun. I could just listen. I really, truly could listen to him talk all day long. He's just joyful and just loves this work so much. So it was just such a pleasure. We can't wait to have him back. But um, yes, as Renee said, just so many benefits. So I'm just so happy to bring this to our audience, to you guys, uh, the positive effects on metabolic health, lipids, things that we're all struggling with because of our environment and our poor food and our stress. So applicable for so many reasons. So yeah, lots to dig into. And I think yeah. lots more to dig into the next time we have them on. Yes. Another molecule we'll have to discuss next time. But yeah, I, I just appreciate too that he brings humor to science. 
you know, he'll tell stories about how he was in the lab and he thought that this would work and then it didn't work and he can laugh about it. You know, I just, I really appreciate that and his humbleness, like you said. Yes. All right. Uh, let me tell you a little bit more about Dr. Barry Tan. He hailed as a trailblazer and the world's foremost expert on vitamin E. A scientist first and foremost, Dr. Tan earned his PhD in chemistry biochemistry from the University of Otago, New Zealand, and spent several years as a professor at UMass. His research expertise includes lipid-soluble nutrients, which includes carotenoids, E-vitamins, CoQ10, omega-3s, and how they impact chronic conditions. He was the first to introduce tocotrienol's benefits to the nutrition industry and developed the first ever tocopherol-free tocotrienol product derived from a natto. Dr. Tan continues to collaborate with numerous universities worldwide to further tocotrienol research. Dr. Tan's research now spans into geronal, geronal, we'll call that GG for short, a <laughs> critical endogenous nutrient for healthy aging. Dr. Tan is currently the president of American River Nutrition, a health R&D company he started with his wife, Elizabeth, in 1998. Described as a scientific pioneer, his mission is simple, improve the everyday health of people's lives. He is definitely living up to that mission. He's just fantastic. So excited for this one. Yes. Let's get started. Welcome, Dr. Tan, to the Biohacker Babes podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Great to be in your podcast and looking forward to disseminate great and useful information to all your faithful followers and listeners. Oh, too. I love yes. that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Before we hit record, I was just sharing that I think I first heard you speak about 10 years ago. I was with my mom and dad down in Austin, Texas at Premier Research Labs. And I remember the three of us sitting there listening to your lecture and all three of us were just blown away. We had never heard the information that you were sharing that day before. And since then, I've been following your work and all of the latest research and so many amazing things. I'm just really, really excited to finally be bringing this to our listeners, like you said. So thank you so much. So I, and yeah. uh, since that four or five years ago, we have even a lot more information. So this would be I'm great sure. for your show now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think I last saw you four years ago. So yeah, I can only imagine you've been very busy since then. So for our audience, we are going to be diving into the topic of vitamin E primarily today, and more specifically, something called tocotrienols, which I think most people, their ears probably perked up and said, toco what? <laughs> so tocotrienols <laughs> is what we're going to be focusing on. So I think, Dr. Tan, to kick us off, why do most people not know about tocotrienols and a lot about vitamin E in general? Yeah, they don't know tocotrienol because tocotrienol was discovered something like 40, 50 years after tocopherol. So that's one. And also, as with uh, different vitamins, they have different waves. You know, I think in the uh, 1960s and 70s, the rave was about vitamin C. And then uh, in the 80s and 90s, it was a vitamin E, and that would be tocopherol. And then if, if the audience remember, in the, in the end of 1990s and 2000, we only read negative report of vitamin E. I don't mind uh, saying this. If you read, they simply did not work, and they're always referring to tocopherol. They pumped it up, and it's not working. And then people moved on. And then after that, in 2000, 2010, it was about vitamin D. See, vitamin D is still good, but vitamin D. And then in the last five years is vitamin K. If you follow, it's like that. And by the way, all these vitamins I just mentioned, they're lipid soluble. The only two exception water soluble are C and B. And then they have the utility, no problem like that. 
I have never left vitamin E because I dis I figured it out and learned it when I first started my career at University of Massachusetts in Amherst. Not far, I'm still living in this area in the Western Mass in the beautiful nested uh, Pioneer Valley area. Like that, I studied them and never left. I even then I knew it was lesser known. And the reason I persisted in studying over the 40 years was because tocotrienol vitamin E, unlike tocopherol vitamin E, it works on chronic conditions that tocopherol uh, does not share. Tocopherol and tocotrienol are antioxidant. They both are. But where the antioxidant would stop, tocopherol would not go further, the tocotrienol would. And where tocotrienol is head and shoulder above tocopherol, uh, particularly in areas of chronic condition. So later when you ask me more, I can tell you all the different chronic conditions that tocotrienol bear out, that tocopherol never share. But if people take the shorthand, if all the vitamin E is tocopherol and it didn't work, and then therefore people did not follow it. So it's almost like if I didn't persist on tocotrienol, then it's probably lost for good. Ah, <laughs> oh, so we didn't even give it a chance because it, yeah. it was essentially in the same family. So no one thought it would do any good, I suppose. Yeah, it, it all, it's almost like people, uh, it's like you know the metaphor, they throw the baby with the bathwater. It almost <laughs> did. And I've and I just persisted on it. And the vitamin K story is like that also. So depending on how you ask the question, I can bring that in as they relate to uh, tocotrienol. But yes, also hopefully because of my persistence and it's now still saying so. Yes, I, we are so <laughs> glad for your persistence. So tocotrienols, <laughs> they're faster, smaller, and where do they exist? How did you find them? Yeah, great question, uh, Lauren. And if you look from plant, vitamin E tended to be in oil matters. So they're in vegetable oil like soy, corn, avocado, any vegetable oil. If you find them in fat in animal, it's because they eat corn and soy and vegetable like that. When you have eat an American type diet, you will mostly get tocopherol. You get small, small amount of tocotrienol from coconut oil, pistachio, palm oil, if you didn't mind the, the saturated fat, and rice bran oil if you eat uh, tempura, Japanese tempura, because they deep fry them in, in uh, rice bran oil. But they're not the common vegetable oil that we eat. Like canola, they're very little, probably uh, uh Tocotrino we can get from corn oil if we take corn in still very small amount. Then about 35 years ago, I start looking for this kind of vitamin E. First, I did, I found them in palm oil, about 25% tocopherol, 75% tocotrienol. Then I discovered them in rice bran oil, which is 50-50, half tocopherol, half tocotrienol. They're good in the sense that they have higher content of tocotrienol, but not good enough for me because I knew that tocopherol interferes with the function of tocotrienol. That may be a difficult concept for people to grasp. Typically, when a plant makes a whole mess of different things, they're synergistic, but sometimes they are not. Instead, they're antagonistic. And in this case of tocopherol, they actually create problems for tocotrienol. So I kind of like stop for a little bit. 
until I was in South America, I was really looking for something else. I was looking for lutein and zeaxanthin from marigold because at the time there was a famous ophthalmologist. Her name was Johanna Seden. And Professor Seden from Harvard said that in the back of the retina of the eye, you have zeaxanthin and lutein. It filters the blue light. And today, we, everybody knows you take zeaxanthin to prevent you from having macular degeneration. But this is 1994. People didn't know about it. So I actually went to South America looking for marigold petal that I can extract lutein and zeaxanthin. So when I was so here to show you this. A real picture, I, you can see I had much more hair, the giant marigold. Wow. I actually did that. Then surprisingly to me, about 30 feet away from me, I found this lovely plant, anato. I was not there looking for this, keep in mind, like that. And this plant, the color is also a carotene. But when I touch it, it stained my hand. The picture is already stained, but I just, just illustrate it like that. that. When I did that, this is to tell you that in carotene in nature, they are bound to the plant. If it weren't, if you were to grab hold on a carrot, your hand will be beta carotene. It doesn't do that. If you were to have Italian sauce, you have to cook the sauce. If you cook the sauce with a little bit of vegetable oil, then you notice that the vegetable oil will have color, but you have to cook them to see that. But otherwise, they're in the cytoplasm, inside the cell. If you're in New England eating lobster, Notice that they're bluish or yucky green. The moment you cook them, the protein separate and deprotonate, and then you have the lobster color, and then you have the shrimp color like that. That's astaxanthin. Now, I'm telling you that context because unlike everything in, the, in nature, this plant is not. It's not bound to anything. If you touch it, it stains you. So I asked that faithful question when I was looking for something else there that, oh, there must be a powerful chemical antioxidant that protect the color from degradation. It was just like that. I asked many questions in science. Most of the time they're in a cul-de-sac. It's a dead end. <laughs> this one did not, this one did not turn out to be a dead end. So and awesome. I thought that it was probably a polyphenol. There are many polyphenol antioxidants, but this isn't. Then surprising to me, it was a vitamin E molecule. And more surprising to me, it contained tocotrienol. And most surprising to me, it only contained tocotrienol without tocopherol. It was because of that. So unlike even from palm and from rice that have 25 to 50% tocopherol, I returned back to research in tocotrienol because now I found a source. Of, of vitamin E without tocopherol, and the only two vitamin E it contained that, listen to this, this is the best is yet to come. The only two <laughs> vitamin E is, is a 90% delta and 10% gamma. Why did I tell you this? In all the study of delta, of all the vitamin E, the one that is beyond head and shoulder above everything is delta tocotrienol. In cancer, in metabolic syndrome, in dyslipidemia, in people with fatty liver disease, in prediabetes and diabetes. And I said, at the time, I didn't know all of this. We have lots of animal studies that suggest this. So I quickly called my mentor who was at the University of Wisconsin. He's now, he's still living. He's in his 80s. I just said, hey, Asaf, 
if this thing, I, I found this thing, and I remember what he said. He said, distinctive disparity. If Toko try, you know, were to mitigate human condition, your, your Toko try, you know, from a NATO better do, better do. If not, all of our study is lost. That was 1999-2000. So I told Dr. Qureshi, please do some clinical study for me. So his very first clinical study he did was dyslipidemia. And then, and then from them, the rest is history. We follow one study after another to do that. Luckily, you're interviewing me 22 years after. So right now, I got a lot of things to tell you about. I know Lauren will be dying to ask me all of these questions. So, so yes. yes. So, so it's wonderfully, yeah. I was there in South America. It was a spiritual moment. I was not even there looking for this. I was looking for something else. Although finding lutein and zeaxanthin uh, uh, in marigold is a wonderful find like that. But today, many people follow that path like that. But I'm really grateful that my attention was distracted back to Toko Traino and then, and its finding is more dramatic. It's not just localized on the utility in the eye. It's actually a, a use for all parts of our body. Uh, like that. So I'm very grateful mm-hmm. my attention was grabbed. It's almost that somebody up there is looking for me. I was supposed to study yes. Toko Tri. <laughs> I'm not yeah. meant to go to do something else. And then this is thrown at me. Then I return back to what I study like that. So, so for me, I can't ask for anything more, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I think I it's that. incredible how the universe was just like pointing you right here. Please research this plant for us, and um, yeah. even you've changed history with it. So, yeah. I love that and story. Then, and then, and then, this is in the Amazonia. There are thousands and millions of chemicals. And then I struck out on this anato, and I'm not by design a medicine man. You know, medicine man or medicine hunter, whatever they call them, they just fabricate a story, they go and find it. Just look at me. I'm Asian, and a lot of stuff like this in China and Southeast Asia. And then I cannot speak a word of Spanish. (laughs) Just think about the the oddity of it. And then I went to South America like that. So, So it's actually meant to be you know, like that. And then I, I, I felt bad, you know, I had to struggle to learn some Spanish, but I managed to communicate. I got it. And now when I look back, I said, wow, this is wonderful. If you if you ever tell your audience to go online and you can get anato from any Hispanic store, you can actually cook with it. It's a beautiful, it has a very small aroma like that. And then reddish color. There are many Spanish cuisine that use it. But in the West, where we are from, it's mostly used for extracting for uh, cheese making on those wonderful orangey yellowish hue macaroni and cheese they put small amount in ice cream and in food but otherwise it is very sanitized use <laughs> mm. and, and not and not That's for right. the toko trino and not for anything else just for the color yeah. but but still and nothing lipstick. Is, lipstick yeah and, and lipstick oh, you know i i want to tell you this right we have never intended to go I'm really grateful. Things are simply meant to be. The chief scientist in Avida, that's a very wholesome brand, is owned by Esselada. And she was at one of the show and she came up to me and her badge was covered. So I couldn't tell. So I said, can, can I know your name? And so I found out her name. She's the chief scientist in, 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 uh, in, in Esselada. I said, well, 
Why are you here? I said, well, I've been looking at your Toko Trieno. I want to know what it can do. So clearly, I surmise she's looking for skincare because that that is the world one second largest company in the world on skincare, and they probably work on the compound for four years. It was just a long, lengthy process. And right now, if you were to go online, you buy a Vida lipstick, they would have put our Toko Trieno in it. So you can do a v oh. a v a v. So, but it took them a wow. long, long time. So yeah. who knows? In time to come, they may put in other cream and other thing. So we are grateful that they are applying like that. So most of our research are not on skincare. I don't mean skin is unimportant. And when we do skin, it's usually very serious condition like uh, skin cancer, like that. But not mm. on skincare, a uh, way it will protect the UV, hematin property, SPF property, those kind of things. So. Mm. Wow. Hey, biohackers, if you are anything like me, I am always looking for ways to improve the quality of my sleep and to find a way to be more resilient to stress. I know a lot of people also struggle with feeling irritable or anxious or maybe insomnia, muscle cramps, twitches, even constipation. And guess what? These are all signs and symptoms of magnesium deficiency. These are just a few of the most common ones, but it's crazy because four out of five Americans are actually magnesium deficient, and almost everyone is at suboptimal levels. And that's a big problem because magnesium is involved in more than 600 biochemical reactions in the body. Now, here's what most people don't know. Taking just any magnesium supplement off the shelf won't solve your problem because most of those supplements, unfortunately, use the cheapest kinds that your body can't use and can't absorb. That is why Lauren and I specifically use Magnesium Breakthrough. It's the only full-spectrum magnesium supplement with seven unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually use and absorb. So when you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded. Think your brain, your sleep, pain and inflammation, less stress. And the best part, the makers of Magnesium Breakthrough, our friends Bioptimizers, are having an incredible Black Friday special. This is going to run from November 21st to November 28th, and you can get not only Magnesium Breakthrough, but all of the Bioptimizers products for 25% off. This is truly the best time to stock up on these products because they only do this discount once a year. So if you head over to bioptimizers.com slash biohackerbabes and enter code biohackerbabes10, you'll get 25% off of everything. And these supplements are truly amazing. And if for some reason you don't love them, that's okay. You can get a full refund. No questions asked. They are so confident in this that they actually offer a 365 day money back guarantee. That's just so incredible in the supplement industry to see. And if you're listening to this after Black Friday, no worries. Our listeners always get a 10% off anything with code biohackerbabes10. So don't worry. Either way, head over to bioptimizers.com slash biohackerbabes. I will put that link in the show notes for today's episode. So definitely scroll down, check that out. And let's get back to the show. <coughs> I'm just curious because it seems to be a pretty rare compound. It's not in a lot of foods as opposed to other micronutrients like B vitamins are in everything and D and vitamin C. Yeah. If this is so rare, what was nature's intention? I guess nature probably couldn't predict that we were going to have metabolic syndrome, oxidative stress. Yes. What, what was the prediction there? Oh, in vegetable oil, the plant makes vitamin E to prevent the vegetable oil from going rancid. That's it. The, the plant 
never makes anything for you and I. We just get into the, our head. The plant makes things good for us. They don't. They, they, mostly they use it as a defense. They cannot move. <laughs> so they have to make chemical that if people eat them, they kind of like burnt or, or they, they're toxic or whatever like that, you know, like poison ivy. <laughs> you step on it and you know what I mean, you know. They don't want you to get close to them like that. In yeah, they the can't case, fight like mammals or like that. Yeah, they, they cannot yeah. do that. You know, no teeth. In, the, in the case, in the case of this anato, I thought about this many times. If you look at this plant here, the pot itself, that's actually a fruit. So if you look at this fruit here, it is an exceedingly unusual fruit. If you think of a fruit, you think of the flesh, apples, pear. Papaya, mango, they must have a flesh. And this have no flesh. Where the flesh is, is actually air. It's just got lots of seeds and then like that. And then if you smell the seed, it's very floral. So they deceive the birds of the air. They deceive the Amazonian tree frog, thinking that it is a fruit. They swallow it and then they poop it and then they'll procreate. So so in order for the, the tree what? to do in order for them to do this, they have to have something that protect the color. So they make the toko trieno to preserve the beautiful color so that other things can procreate it for them. That is what the plant makes the toko trieno for Lauren. So we, wow. I'm just, you and I wow. are just lucky that, that we found this thing out and can reduce it to our human consumption to help us to have anti-aging. Uh, properties. <laughs> but thank you for asking wow. that yeah. question. Not not every podcaster asks. I think that is a very insightful question that you just asked. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to know the answer now. It <laughs> looks a lot like a pomegranate, the color. And I guess for anyone that's not watching the video, please go watch the video. But it's a that same like rich red and size wise. Can you compare it to other fruit that we know? Yeah, in, in pomegranate, when you eat the that. Uh, uh, that fruit, that wrap around the seed, that actually is a micro fruit. Uh, you will see this in strawberry. Next time you've seen strawberry, it's actually a cluster of fruit. And pineapple is like that too. They are a cluster of fruit. But most wow. other fruit are individual peas. And, but this one here, it doesn't taste sweet. So if you put, if you stick a seed in your mouth, your whole tongue will be red color. So it's actually, it is a fruitless pot. <laughs> But it's a fruitless part huh. that the plant have to make in such a way uh, uh, to procreate. So it make the f it make the seed look like a fruit. So that's it. That that that's the okay. main idea for the plant. And how fortunate we are to learn from the plant. So we are unraveling. So this is kind of like I'm biohacking plant in order to understand what it's for, in order to help in the human health in the so we are helping the biohacking of our dna to have us long life but it comes from the plant so i'm just lucky to able yeah. to biohack one thing or two things from the plant in order to do it for the human soul <laughs> yeah love that mother nature is amazing <laughs> well thank you for all the biohacking so, speaking of conditions, I am so curious to jump into maybe some cardiovascular heart health benefits. Yeah. And we now can start on, there. on the on the chronic condition, we first have about uh, uh, like four or five hundred studies in animal. 
That was done 20 years ago or so. So when we have all this study, I finally were able to bite the bullet. He said, we got to do clinical study in people. Eventually, it's the outcome on people. So in the last 15, 10, 15 years, we started to do chronic condition. Of all the chronic condition, we first studied dyslipidemia, which is the cardiovascular health. And then we study metabolic syndrome. Also, people with metabolic syndrome have cardiovascular health. And then because it's metabolic syndrome, they they cross over to pre-diabetes, diabetes, and then finally we went hard after people with fatty liver condition because 30% of adult Americans have fatty liver condition. And then the last one, which is out on left field uh, on cancer. So we can leave that unless you ask me later. Otherwise, there will be this area. So to the first cardiovascular condition, as we grow older, Sometimes our cholesterol go up and a, a high cholesterol can cause arteriosclerosis. One example of cardiovascular problem like that. So when we did the study, we saw that the cholesterol would drop, not dramatically like what a statin can do. It can drop like 15, 20% good enough. Like plant sterile can drop it typically 10%. This is about 15, 20%. Not in all cases, but in many cases. When people did not drop, it's because they have a genetic condition of hypercholesterolemia. So they would stay high. But in those cases, when we were doing the study, you know, in early days, we were mapping what can be. Not, not, we don't know all the answers. So, I remember people challenge me and say, well, Dr. Tan, they are only half the problem when people have cardiovascular disease or high cholesterol. The other half of half the time they have high inflammation. That's correct because half the people have heart attack have high inflammation and the cholesterol is normal. So then we zone in and say, we got to have this inflammation. So we study C-reactive protein. And then, then when we get sophisticated, we study other inflammation thing besides C-reactive protein like interleukin-6, NF-kappa-B tumor. I know I, I'm throwing out a lot of this. Basically, when we cluster all the inflammation, they all drop. We, cus- we cluster the uh, cholesterol that drop. But uh, to Lawrence, uh, a, pa- a patient of people you help, this is a very important thing. In the lipid profile, usually people look at the cholesterol, but the lipid profile always have triglycerides. And usually the doctor don't spend enough time telling the patient of the triglyceride. About 30 years ago, I met the original uh, medical doctor. He's, he has since retired and passed away. His name is Gerald Reven, R-E-A-V-E-N, Stanford University endocrinologist. He was giving a lecture to get an award in American Diabetes Association because he cracked the code of understanding what was initially called syndrome X, because we don't know what X was. Mm-hmm. And this is during the time when all the X-File movie was very sexy. So everything you don't know is an X, you know? So the syndrome <laughs> yeah. X, you know, like that? But like X, he fig- X factor was vitamin X K. Factor like that. But he figured out, and that's why today we call it metabolic syndrome. And it was him, Gerald Reven. He, and then there were a lot of people all around him. And then I'm this short Asian guy. I can't get to them. So I waited because I desperately wanted to ask him. I waited until he had, to, he had to leave. He had to catch a plane to go back to Palo Alto. When he left, 
Then I cornered him. So he was not happy with me doing that. So I just said that, can you just give me some understanding of metabolics? And he said, well, didn't you listen to my lecture? I said, I did, but I couldn't get it all together. So he said, I'll give you one sentence. If you got it, you got it. I'm really grateful he did. Although I have to unravel. So I have to tell the audience, multiply thousands of times to all your audience. He I'll tell you what he told me first. And then I simplified in simple language. He told me, Hypertriglyceridemia always precedes hyperglycemia. That's what he said to me, and then he walks away, catches plane. So the shorthand is high triglyceride always precedes high sugar. So mm -hmm. therefore, you do not overnight become type 2 diabetes. Hey, biohackers, I am pretty darn excited to introduce you to DoNotAge.org. They are a health research organization based in the UK and on a mission to extend healthy lifespan for as many people as possible. Do Not Age has an elite advisory board, including leading longevity research scientists. They are the only company that can guarantee the purity of their products to your door anywhere in the world. Some of their most popular ingredients include their 400 milligrams of fisetin, a potent senolytic which removes senescent cells and increases lifespan. And if you've been listening to the Biohacker Babes, you know all about senolytics. They also have hydrolyzed collagen peptides, which promote healthy skin, hair, and nail health, and a high-purity NMN. NMN has been shown to reverse aging, and it gives really big energy increases, as it is one of the main precursors of NAD+, an essential enzyme for various critical cell functions, including metabolism, DNA repair, cell growth, and survival. It is a hot topic on the market today, and we want those NAD levels to go up. Do Not Age also provides a flagship product called CERT6 Activator, a powerful ingredient tested to verify activation of sirtuin 6, similar to what is seen in centenarians. I certainly want to be one of those. <laughs> we, the Biohacker Babes, have been taking the CERT6 and NMN for the past couple of months, and I have to say, I am feeling a slight edge of increased energy and recovery just from taking this alone. Very soon, I'll be retesting my levels to confirm what I am feeling. I have a hunch the results are going to look pretty good. If you want to start extending your health span today by purchasing some of these fantastic ingredients, head over to donotage.org. That is hard to forget that website, donotage.org. You can use the code BIOHACKERBABES, all capitals, BIOHACKERBABES, for a discount on your order. If you would like to learn more, follow Do Not Age on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you can email hello at donotage.org for all the information you desire. All right, anti-agers and biohackers, let's get back to the show. The floodgate does not burst open, so you have probably we will abuse our body with high triglyceride in the period of pre-diabetes. So as we not as our body is out of kilter, our triglyceride go up and up and up until our body cannot handle anymore, the floodgates open, and then the sugar would be high. But therein lies the opportunity for us. If you, when you next time do your lipid profile, 
read the of course you don't want high cholesterol the doctor will talk to you and pinpoint on that one cardiovascular disease but look at the triglyceride is on that panel if your triglyceride should be about 150 and lower if it is high then we we are most likely in the state uh, of metabolic syndrome because high triglyceride so if that time the sugar is moderately high but not high enough to be diabetes see the doctor want to market you you have about you cross the threshold of sugar, then you're diabetic. I don't want the doctor to tell me when I'm so late stage. I want him to say my sugar is moderately high, but my triglyceride is very high. And then they would ask a registered dietitian like Lauren is okay. So like the, so if during that time, if they start to take tocotrienol and lower their triglyceride, Oftentimes, their sugar would lower. We now have four to five clinical study on this. It consistently do this. So when, so I'm really encouraged. So basically, it calms the body, reduce the inflammation, the triglyceride drop, even the moderately high sugar also drop. And with that, I'm just thinking, wow, what is there not to like? I have four or five clinical studies on this. We, we study this on, Lauren, we study this on pre-diabetic, published. We study this on diabetic, published. We now have three studies on people with fatty liver. Why do we study on fatty liver? Because people who have metabolic syndrome, oftentimes they have fatty liver, but it's a silent disease. But then it's about 25 to 30% adult American have it. So I decided to study three, three months, six months. Why did I do so many study? Because the liver is a single largest organ. I have to be comfortable enough to say that this is sustainably able to do this at three, six, and 12 months. So we did this. In the three-month study, we studied liver stress enzyme, AST, ALT. I'm sure, Lauren, you did this. And then this enzyme dropped. So we were happy. So we said, okay, I need a six-month study. And in the six-month study, all this also dropped. We said, I need to study inflammation. Inflammation drop. Everybody talk about C-reactive protein. This is uh, for, for a note. C-reactive protein is a tiny protein. It's made in the liver. It is made in the liver due to stress and spew into the blood. That's why we can measure in the blood. So actually, it's a stress enzyme of the liver as well as marker of other things. And then we measure interleukin-6 and many other things also. This time, we also study fat. We study oxidized fat because I know tocotrienol is a very powerful antioxidant. And I noticed that the oxidized fat is also lowered. Then I say, I got it. And then I said, so this reduced oxidation as well. So then finally, and then meanwhile, my scientific director already nudged me, said, Barry, did you notice this? She's a lady. She picked this thing up really fast. Then I said, well, and I am not sure if I'm going to go there on this. I'll wait until the last one I tell you this. So I said, I need a 12-month study. So I did a 12-month study. In a 12-month study, all these things that I mentioned to you also happened in addition Statosis is dropped. That means that we use ultrasound, just like we see a fetus. We can see the fat also drop. And then fibrosis, if the fat is too much in the liver, you have scarring tissue. The scarring tissue also drop. Then I, I told Anne, and I think we got it because we show it in three, six, and 12 months. My golly, this is a supplement and it worked like this. And then come, came back to me again. He said, Barry, 
did you notice what I just told you happened in the 12 months again? Then I said, so right now, I said, okay, it's statistically significant, so I can't ignore it. So what she told me was the fatty liver patient, they have weight loss, and the weight loss is sustained in the 3, 6, and 12 months. I resisted Anne's request to do this because whenever you say weight loss, it's usually people have it in their head. It must be two weeks to four weeks, but we don't have data of two, two to four weeks. Our first data is three months. When Anne said, that, it's fine. Just say you have weight loss on people at three, six, and 12 months, but the weight loss is sustained. See that? In three months, six months, and 12 months. So if you, if the audience asked me, what about in the first month? Then the answer is, I don't know because we did not collect data. I will not collect data at one month because the liver is a huge organ. I, I can, if I do it, it's going to fail because, and then if it fails, then, then I may be throwing away the baby with the bathwater. I, I kind of know enough that, yeah. it, you know, if the organ is so large, you, you got to be reasonable, give enough time. So right now I can say this, tocotrienol work on fatty liver and reduce inflammation, reduce enzyme, reduce fat and reduce fibrosis. And it also help people to lose weight about 10 to 15 pounds over that three to 12 months. We believe that tocotrienol in and of itself is not a weight loss product. The reason they have sustained weight loss for so long over 12 months is because their body metabolism is out of kilter. Their stress is really high. When that, when you bring that back and the inflammation is reduced, not surprisingly, their weight drops. So therefore, the weight drop is a consequence of the metabolic syndrome being addressed. So I hope that uh, Lauren and Renee, this is music to your ear when you oh. when you when you help your patient. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. think that the liver is maybe the primary mm. pathway here because fatty liver congestion—that's a big reason for the triglycerides to go up. So, are you always seeing? Is it always going through the liver? And will you always see that in the liver enzymes if that's affected? Like, should we just it, all be it, focusing more on the liver is my question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's not always in the liver. If the triglyceride is high in the blood, it's already telltale sign that that person is consuming way too much carbohydrate and the carbohydrate will convert to fat and also consume way too much fat. And so the triglyceride also is there. Remember, this condition is called non-alcohol fatty liver disease, NAFLD. It was only discovered in 1980s, not so long ago. But if that is not taken care of, would you believe it? The liver will be cirrhotic. They will be exactly the same as someone would destroy the liver with alcohol. Can you? Mm. Who would have guessed? Thirty years later, high fat and high carb diet would sustain a liver like alcohol. Alcohol is very damaging when you when you can. We are, hey, this is not a judgment. You know, we all drink a glass or two of alcohol like that. But when you have sustained damage of the liver. You can do the same thing with high carb and high fat diet for a long period of time. So therefore on the blood is there. The reason on the liver thing, Lauren, is this. When I hope I got this thing right. When we consume a lot of fat and our body get into oxidative stress and the fat is chopped off and they become free fatty acid. 
So in other words, the, the, the fatty acid detached from the triglyceride fat become free fatty acid. When the free fatty acid is formed, they all flux, scientists say this, they flux into the liver. <laughs> they, they, they are kind of like, they recruit it into the liver. When it flux into the liver, then so unfortunately, it's kind of like a perfect storm. The, the liver have enzyme. They, they find this free fatty acid and then they restitch it back uh, uh, to make fat again. That's how, so, so the fat is flux from the fatty acid and then they make fat again. So the fat did not directly go to the thing. It's the free fatty acid went in. They become triglyceride. And after they become triglyceride in the liver, they seem not to leave the liver. So that is a bad news like that. And also when people have, it's in, very interesting because you're seeing patient Lauren and also Renee, when they flux into the liver, oftentimes people that have inflamed liver also have behind the liver organ is a much smaller organ called pancreas. They can get into pancreatitis and pancreatitis almost always is because of fatty concern. So if they have fatty liver, if they have pancreatitis, almost certain that they have inflamed uh, pancreas. And we have also seen people to reduce pancreatitis. They cannot use hepatitis because hepatitis has already been prescribed to hep A, B, and C. But actually hepatitis was put to hep A, B, and C because of inflammation of the liver. But that inflammation of the liver is because of the virus. So they cannot use hepatitis to say inflammation of the liver, but that has not been known for the pancreas. So therefore, for the pancreas, they can say pancreatitis. But you cannot say hepatitis for fatty liver. So that's why they have to come up with a word. And that word is non-alcohol fatty liver disease. <laughs> so I know this is just it's pure semantics. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah wow, wow. N-A-F-L-D. Say that N-A-F-L-D. much faster. Yes. Wow. That is pretty mind-blowing. And I, it's clearly a huge issue in the United States. So that's fascinating to know that. Hey, biohackers, did you know the use of silver actually has a long history and has been used by many ancient civilizations as a means to not only maintain health, but to preserve food and beverages? Before the mainstream discovery and acceptance of antibiotics in the early 1900s, silver was used in hospitals and is actually still used today. Silver has generally gotten a really bad reputation. Maybe you've heard the scary claims from the blue man that took too much silver. Well, quantity and especially quality really matter here. So most silver supplementation on the market is ionic silver, and it is unsafe for the body if used in high quantities. This is why we really love silver soul technology. It's not ionic, and it's a true colloidal silver, which is a nanoparticle coated by a silver oxide. What you really need to remember is that it's more effective, more efficient at lower parts per million. Silver Soul technology is 10 to 33 parts per million, where other companies have up to 3,000 parts per million. The takeaway, more is not better. Yeah, and Silver Biotics actually has a range of products, but we especially love their immune-specific line. The Silver Soul technology has a natural way of targeting invaders without the side effects. This uses multiple modes of action on how it actually targets invaders, and it uses the natural elements to kind of trick the body, so to speak, and then it kickstarts the immune system. 
Yes, I love these natural defenses. So it actually came to the rescue to me the other day. I was feeling a little run down and at the end of my luteal phase. So for my ladies, that is when we are the most vulnerable. So I took a few doses and a day later, I was feeling pretty brand new. I was just so grateful that I had this stuff on hand. And guess what? I'm still not blue. I can confirm that she is not blue (laughs) and either am I. And I've had a similar experience. It really kind of saved the day for me. And on top of the immune line, we have some other products from them that we love their skincare, like their healing skin cream, the anti-aging facial serum, and then their oral care. The whitening toothpaste is amazing. I call myself a toothpaste snob. I have tried all the natural ones and usually when they're really clean toothpaste, they don't work well, but this one is incredible. You know what? I think my teeth are turning blue. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) That's what the whitening toothpaste is for. Actually, I love the toothpaste too. We get sent a lot of different brands of toothpaste to try. And I have to say, never usually a fan, but this one is a clear winner in my book. I'm definitely going to continue it. And to wrap things up, they also have the wound care product and they have pet care products for all the animal lovers out there like Lauren and I. Meow. <laughs> Surprised you didn't woof. Woof. <laughs> so if you want to check out the products from Silver Biotics, you can head over to silverbiotics.com and make sure you use discount code biohackerbabes at checkout to save some money. We will put the link to their website and the discount code in the show notes for today's episode. All right, let's get back to the show. And like Lauren was starting to say, I guess what what is the main mechanism? Is it the anti-inflammatory component? Is it the antioxidant? pathway? Like, how is it working? I think the initial pathway would be anti-inflammation, anti-oxidation, and anti-inflammation. They are, they are both sides of a coin. Okay. So that, that, so, and because tocotrienol is such a potent antioxidant, and we have studied many inflammatory processes, so that is that, that piece. After the inflammation is contained, we decided to study whether we know the mechanism directly or not. We decided to know to, to know if statosis and fibrosis is contained. Statosis is just a scientific word of storage of fat in the liver. Statosis, fat in the liver, just like that. And then when we saw that, we used ultrasound. The fat egress from the liver, it leaves the liver. And because the fat egress from the liver, we know that the the fibrosis will be arrested, the scarring tissue, because if the fat keeps storing in the liver, the liver cells can't handle it. And in order to do that, they begin to scarring tissue on the cell. When the fat, when the, when the liver cell begin to have scarring tissue, most hepatologists or those doctors who take care of people's liver they consider that to be irreversible. So we wanted to study if uh, fibrosis is reversible. So in the 12-month study, we did that and we found that it clearly is reversible. So the first part is uh, oxidation and inflammation reduced. Then we saw statosis and fibrosis contained. And then we saw that almost, if I can use the word, the liver begin to calm again. Naturopathic doctor, allopathic doctor don't say this. When you have the heart become so stressed and we have cardiomyopathy like that, that cardiomyopathy is a description of a bloated heart because the heart, when you have a bloated heart, 
and it's not because of exercise, that's not good. The, the person's heart is going to collapse. And in naturopathic school, I'm not a naturopathic doctor, but I heard naturopath told me about this, that when the liver is, is stressed, that you have called hepatomyopathy. So in other words, the liver is so stressed, it would have enlarged, like the enlargement of the heart. So the enlargement of the heart is cardiomyopathy. This is hepatomyopathy. So the heart, the liver is actually enlarged. Not surprisingly, you see people in the center of the abdomen enlarged. It is partly because of the omentum fat but it's also largely because of the liver. The liver is enlarged. Wow. You, you know what I mean? So yeah, if you know what I, I, I mean? Never, I hadn't heard yeah, that. Yeah, so so it is both. So, But sometimes the body fat masks that. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I, I don't know it's still popular anymore. You know, not that any one of them is good. You know, if you uh, look like a pear, not pretty, but the fat is in that place. But if you look like an apple, that's metabolic syndrome. Neither of them uh, is congratulatory, yeah. but an apple shape clearly indicates metabolic syndrome because mm-hmm. the fat is in the place that you don't want. The, I mean, the, if you look like an, a, a pear, the fat in the place that none of us want, but it's not in a dangerous place because there are no organs there, a lot of organs there. But if it looked like an apple, but there's a lot of organs there, and the organ that matter the most is the liver. I hope this is yeah. useful information to because I study yes. a lot, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That yes. waist to hip ratio. I'm. That's such a simple test people can do at home. I mean, obviously you can look in the mirror and say, "Do I look like an apple or a pear?" But literally measuring your hip and and measuring your waist yes. to see what that ratio is. So, and, and by the way, now that you mentioned that, uh, in a study, in two studies we have done this, we purposely measured the waist circumference. And when people are on toco you know, the waist circumference typically drop five percent. We consider that significant because the omentum fat could have decreased, the liver would have decreased, uh, but you then the generalized measurement would be BMI. We already saw the weight loss I mentioned to you, but the BMI drop, the BMI drop, all these are amperometric measurement. All this amperometric measurement is important because this is something the patient can figure it out themselves. But but of course, we have to do more. So we take blood work and measure all kinds of biomarker. And then we did CAT scan and other things to actually have an understanding of what exactly is happening in the liver, those kind of measurements. So Lauren, when we try to do this study, we, we try to ask two questions. What would be something that would convince a practitioner like yourself to tell your patient? And what would convince a medical doctor, a naturopathic doctor to tell their patient? But we also did the last study on 12 months. I, I am already comfortable with people who would be converted like yourself in the three to six months. But I did the 12 month study with a particular intent. I need to have the hepatologist to buy in. They are the most difficult people to buy because they're specialists, you know, and if they don't believe it, then they poke a needle and do biopsies, stuff like that, you know. So then I did not want to do biopsies because we have 90 million people with metabolic syndrome. The HMO is not going to pay and it's very invasive. So so the closest next thing I can do would be CAT scan. So I did the CAT scan and the CAT scan clearly show that the fibrosis is being reduced or stopped. 
So we hope think that the paper just published. If we get the hepatologist to buy in, then I have the whole entree of health professional to buy in. So we <laughs> did. So I did. To, I went to all of this to do this. So I'm hoping that you would clearly recommend this to your patient uh, 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 to do this because. It would matter to them. It would help them to contain uh, this thing. Right now, there's no drug. Even if you were to be allopathic, there's no drug to treat fatty liver. Yeah, this is quite incredible, and we are all about empowering our clients and empowering the patient. I think patients need to be educated on this, and so anything they can do at home, and also just to present this to their physician that they've been educated on this. So amazing. So you're seeing it's reducing, it's calming, it's actually improving. It's reducing weight. I mean, these are pretty incredible results. Are you seeing that with short-term supplementation? Do you need long-term, sustained? Do you have to keep doing it, or are the results maintaining themselves? I the, the, for the short-term one, the very the very first indication we saw this was at three months. They drop about twelve pounds. So we know that anything less than three months, we don't have the data like that. Uh, although it's nothing hurting them. We we have seen as short as one month. The, oxidative stress reduced. That part we saw. And then we saw sustained uh, drop at 12 months. And the study finished. And I don't see any reason why people would discontinue with it because it helped them. I take tocotrienol. I, I like that. Uh, not for overweight or something like that. I have genetic hypercholesterolemia. So full disclosure, I'm 5'4", Asian, about 69 years old. And I'm 125 pounds, so I'm not overweight or obese. But I have genetic hypercholesterolemia, so I worry. I don't want to die suddenly of a cardiac arrest. And then, you know, in my sleep and my wife found me out cold the next day, that would be a terrible way to go. So I take tocotrienol to reduce my inflammation. And my C-reactive protein is always small. And even though my cholesterol is high, and people talk about this gibberish, that uh, you can have high cholesterol. Is that the buoyant cholesterol or the dense cholesterol? The dense cholesterol is atherogenic, and almost all my cholesterol are buoyant cholesterol, so they are not the atherogenic cholesterol. So we have, I have that measure, even though my LDL is high, my uh, inflammation is contained. And I exercise regularly and I try to avoid food that I eat more when I was younger and eat healthier fare like that. So I have, other, you know, we have to do other things. It's no single bullet. So I don't want to say this and then everything you throw out the window is not quite like that. So if we put all this together, then there is a place to take the toco trienol. And I still go back to the original thing that I said. If I did not make the turn to do tocotrienol, probably the baby will be thrown out with the bathwater because tocopherol does not do this. Repeatedly, we have a study to compare with tocopherol. Repeatedly, tocopherol did not do this kind of thing. Uh, like that, except for the antioxidant piece. So we found that if you want to mitigate all these chronic conditions, then the tocotrienol would do that. Hmm. I, I ran around the house before we got on knowing <laughs> we were going to talk to you about this, checking all my supplements. I was like, oh gosh, I want to know what has tocopherol in it. And lo and behold, I found, you know, one of my favorite antioxidant formulas has tocopherols. Super bummed. <laughs> it seems pretty common, right? Would you yeah. say that if most people did that, they would find that in their house? 
Yeah, and and you know, if you go to a store to look for vitamin E, you can expect that ninety percent of the vitamin E will be tocopherol. So, so if your audience were to hear this, just be a little bit more discriminating. Just look for the word tocotrienol, and when you look for the word tocotrienol, just make sure uh, uh, the word the anato is in there. It just simply spell a n n a t t o. Just anato like. Uh, like the one that we use for coloring a uh, food. Yeah. Perfect. When you have the anato, then you have only toco try. You know, right now uh, I I didn't I didn't do so good a job. I tried to convince many company uh, to make multivitamin with vitamin E as toco try. You know, so far I've only been able to convince one company, <laughs> which is not good on my part. Uh, so if you are willing to, they didn't do it because of me, but I convinced them. If you're willing to remove tocopro from your multi and you put toco try, you know, then I would take. It. I actually stopped taking multi for 20 years because I couldn't convince a company to do it, and they did. And the company is Designs for Health. I'm sure you know them. They are they are the yeah. premier company. So I'm so grateful the premier company decided to do that. So I, I recommend their multi to other people. I have no gain in this because it's a small amount of toco try. You know, they're simply called Primal Multi. Uh, you go to design primal multi and then they put this anato vitamin E, a 10 milligram only as a minimal amount of antioxidant. Most of our clinical studies, this is the protocol section. In all our clinical study, uh, we study elderly men and women uh, that are otherwise have no condition. They typically take one to 200 milligram for antioxidant protection. If they're mild chronic condition like prediabetes in all our clinical study, they typically take 200 to 300 milligram per day. Uh, make sure that the tocotrienol is taken with a meal, that they are lipid soluble with a meal they absorb better. And then in a serious condition, which is clearly overt metabolic syndrome, they have fatty liver, they have type 2 diabetes, and in all our clinical studies, I'm not, if people ask me, well, Dr. Tan, you said that this, is that there are people, what happened here? I'm only telling you all the clinical study we did. In the cancer patient, they take high 900 milligram because they're on stage four cancer patient and they work on some of these uh, cancer patient because we didn't talk on cancer. Most of it are other chronic condition. Then typically four to 500 milligram would work. So there you have it on the one to 200, three to 400 and then four to 500. That would work just fine for this whole gamut of conditions. Hmm. You just briefly mentioned cancer. So, I mean, that's a really high dose, around 900 milligrams. Is that for certain type of cancer, any cancer? In the cancers that we study, Renee, we, uh, we only, there are probably 300 different kinds of cancer. So far, we've shown in clinical study five cancers. The one that is done in Florida is pancreatic cancer, probably the deadliest of all cancer. And the other four, the, the first uh, cancer trial we did on breast cancer didn't work. So we are repeating that to redesign that. And the one ovarian cancer have come, uh, came out that uh, after six months, uh, on the one on standard of care, no, nobody's living. And on the one on standard of care with tocotrienol, 60% still living. And then after two years, 25% still survive. Are people even challenging me, challenge me to say, well, for Dr. Ten, they still die. He said that, you know, the, I, I remember saying, from the way you asked the question, you're probably a person never have cancer. If you have cancer, 
and then the death penalty is on it. If you can live six to twelve months longer, that's something. He said that. Mm. So you, you, you know, mm. but because in that cancer, we study people that have no option. They're already stage four. Why do we do that? Because the, the oncologist wanted to do the study. You see, let's do it on the one that have no option left. They're under palliative care. You have to go home and get your things in order. That, and then that, where even after two years, 25% still survive. Meanwhile, the standard of care, nobody was around after six months. So then there's something is happening with the total trienol. So, now that is taken 900 milligram. Most people come to this. They are not just before it fall off the cliff. They are, that's stage four. They stage three, stage two, and stage one. So in the earlier one, probably the amount needed is not that high. It's, uh, right now, uh, they are trying to design a study that the earlier stages, something like somewhere between four to 600 milligram, the design is not known. So, for earlier stages, not the end stages like that. Like, mm. like people with polyps on colon cancer, polyp is early precancerous condition. So they may use lower uh, amount to reduce inflammation in the colon. But that study is not yet afoot. It was kind of like planned and COVID may have hindered them mm-hmm. uh, moving forward as well. So. Mm. Wow. Amazing. So many Amazing studies. Work. We would love yeah. to share this with our audience. I think we could go on and on and. It, Dr. Tian, I think we're going to have to do a part two with yeah. you. I know. I think in, in, in the part two, uh, if I can leave you a, a parting word on this, when we rem- I removed the color from, from the, uh, from, from the anato, and then I discovered the toco trienol, I always found about one to two percent, something still left there. And then that compound that we have that I found out is a compound called Jaranol Jaranol. So I just acronized it to GG. If your audience can see that, that would be uh, the front, the short tail one. And in the back is a long uh, a compound called CoQ10. I'm sure your audience know CoQ10 is good for energy, good for the heart. So this compound is an endogenous compound that I discovered in Anato. What does endogenous mean? Endogenous simply means it's a compound your body makes. Your body makes GG to synthesize CoQ10. So maybe in the next time you have to follow up a year from now, perhaps if you do this, we are trying to do many clinical studies. So if that comes out true, this would be a great time for me to retire because I discover a compound the human body makes. So it's good for already with toco trienol. Now this, and this compound GG is definitely anti-aging. You have to have me come back again <coughs> to tell you as we age, why is this compound important one? And if we were to take medication, what medication destroy this compound so that it actually accelerate our aging process like that? So this is a compound. It's called Jainal Jainal. If your, your audience and you couldn't wait, you come to our website, American River Nutrition. You can download all the white paper to read about this GG. But for what is worth this time, I wrote this book with my wife helping me, The Truth About Vitamin E, and it's free. You can download this book, and Jen can probably send you the link. Uh, if you type uh, berrytan.com forward slash book, you'll be able to download the book. If you see me in conference, I'll 
be happy to autograph a book. The next time I'll be speaking would be, I don't know if either of you two sisters will be in IHS in New York City. I'm going to uh, have uh, one of the speaking in IH. IHS is Integrative Health Symposium in New when York City. When is that? I've it's been in, before. Is it yeah, coming up? In, yeah, it's in February next year in Midtown Manhattan. Right I'll there. I'll come see you. <laughs> Thank you. If you do, if I uh, please forgive me if if I don't recognize you, tell me that you did a oh, podcast. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you have to get a picture. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're so well, wonderful. Well, I love it so much. Now we have people. the cliffhanger for Gigi for next time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, can I ask one more question, Renee? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Of go course. for it, <laughs> Dr. Tan. If you were me, I'm just going to cover this for some respect. <laughs> oh, you can't yeah. even really see it. If you were me, would you throw out products with these tocopherols in them? Yeah, I think that I would because if you if you plan to take tocotrienol for these calculated functions I mentioned, then the tocotrienol, then the tocopherol, they put breaks on the function of tocotrienol. So if I have mm. done all this research and I actually have shown unequivocally the tocopherol put brakes on them, and, and, and so if they put brakes on it, why take something that put brakes on your tocotrienol function? And by the way, if the audience ever asked, but if I don't take tocopherol, that's no good because the RDA, according to the government, tocopherol is 10 to 15 milligrams. Good. If you take normal meal with normal vegetable and vegetable oil, you will get your normal RDA. Don't worry. And then also, if you were to be a pregnant woman, remember, this vitamin was discovered for, uh, uh, for, to help the fetus to full term. So in a prenatal, among any other thing else, that would be a singular place you want to have vitamin E as alpha tocopherol because alpha tocopherol is intended for the fetus to full term. So it should be in prenatal. So thank you for reminding oh, me. So, so glad you said that. Yeah. So prenatal, you wanted to be there because that was why uh, vitamin E was discovered as a, as to help the fetus to full term. So if, when my, wife was pregnant with our two children and and of course the doctor already gave her prenatal i immediately said okay alpha tocopherol is a good <laughs> like that but i also convinced her to take a lot of omega-3 because the fetus is growing the head is twice the size of the entire body at that time you know it, it almost doesn't look like a baby of course you don't tell your wife that you know it almost looked like a, an alien you know but the head is so big it, because the brain is growing and the brain needs a lot of omega-3 so i make sure that she take a lot of tuna, take fish oil and all those wonderful things. But thank you for asking that question. If I if I miss that, I will be very regretful. So, oh man, I should mention that as an exception. So that, yes, that is an Perfect. exception. That's <laughs> wonderful. And your, your kids are so lucky to have you looking out for them. <laughs> Great yes. tips. Great. Well, Dr. Tam, we will link to all of your amazing resources in the show notes. So everyone listening, definitely go check that out. Um, also your website, your Instagram, Facebook, Everyone, please go follow him and his amazing work. Check yeah. that out. Um, and, uh, as soon as you post this, we will also link it so that they're, they're every which way uh, that people can get to thank it. You. Oh, thank so you. Let, 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 let us know when you post yours and Jen will automatically link people to come to listen to yours because we will have, a, we also already have a following of someone and we usually link to everybody that did podcast on it. So remember to let us know. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for offering that. 
Well, before we let you run, we want to ask you one more question. If you can leave our audience with one piece of advice, something they can start doing today to optimize their health. Well, it is always good to have a heart full of love. A heart that is a bitter is not good. It has got many not good things. Full of love, sleep well, love those who are around you that are important to you. I know there's nothing to do with supplement, but for me, that it means all, all of everything. So, <laughs> so that's what that's I beautiful. want to say. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so thank much. You. It's amazing. <laughs> My heart feels full right now. So thank yes. you for that. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your amazing wisdom with us and our listeners today. We are so grateful for you. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.